Welcome to the Sun Spice Wisdom Show. I'm echoing. Am I oh. echoing on my phone? This is my fault. That happened to me uh, no, on my on the last podcast too. I could hear myself echoing. So I can tell you what it is. What is it? It's that the volume is going outside the headphones, and the headphones are like on the ground. This is how we start every podcast. We start <laughs> with me. No, only every podcast with me. We start discussing the. Uh, am I still still hearing the echo? No. Okay. Um, yeah, we start discussing the audio issues. No, the, the thing that happens that Ashley gets mad at is that I often start talking about the technical problems that we're facing. Like, like your microphone. It mm. doesn't want to sit. No, it doesn't like to stay in the same spot anymore. And this is what it's called. It's fine. We're going to lose our audience. We are. We're going to lose them completely. <sighs> so tonight we're going to be talking about, drum roll please. Dun, 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 dun. You, you can't cross the ocean unless you're willing to lose sight of the shore. So um, something I do often, actually every day, all the time, is I obsessively watch videos, listen to books, etc., trying to hopefully become just a little bit smarter than I was the day before. And today, that was the quote that I came across uh, that I sent to my wife. Um, and I thought it would be a perfect conversation to have because both she and I are entrepreneurs. We have our own businesses. We obviously have our own family. And that quote, this idea that in order to cross an ocean, you have to lose sight of the shore. You have to get yourself away from the patterns and activities that have gotten you where you are in order to get to your next step. And in the past, when I've spoken to you about this, I've talked about this idea of becoming a butterfly, right? Like mm -hmm. the quote that in order to become a butterfly, you have to want it so bad that you're willing to give up being a caterpillar. Mm -hmm. And this is the same idea, this idea that we have a beach that we love, but in order to get across the ocean, we have to be willing to give that beach up. Yeah. So I was sitting at my office desk and I was like, just working my little tail off all day long. And I get a text from Ryan. He's like, hurry up, come upstairs right now. I have to talk to you. I was in the bath. He was in the bath. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm kind of like a little grumpy. Maybe I had a little, an easy maybe a little day, PMS -y. And I, yeah, he had like this great Zen day. Anyway, so I, I get up and I'm like, oh, this will be nice. I'll just get in the bath and relax. Anyway, he comes on full force, strong. He's got all these opinions. He's like, this is what your company is. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. You have to, you know, do X, Y, and Z because this is what you are. Like, don't lose sight of where you're headed. And yeah, you're going to cross the ocean. And then you said the quote. You're across the ocean. You got to let go of the shore. Anyways. Yeah. So it was really hard, you know, and we actually started before we got on, we started getting a little tiff because I had to. She come, was tipping. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yes. We switch. We switch roles tonight. You owned it. Yeah. Anyways. So the thing was, is I had to, you know, I was getting frustrated with you and I was like, you're just coming on a little strong, buddy. And, um, but as soon as I told him that he kept telling me all this, all this stuff that was really hard to hear, it was just like truth bomb after truth bomb after truth bomb. Well, and what I told it, you. It helped kind of clear the air because one, it kind of fed his ego because I was like, well, I know you're right, you know? And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah. If you I can get like, my. You just don't like the right things that I'm saying, you know, but it, it, it. <laughs> It helped kind of, it helped us get through our little tip to acknowledge, what are you doing? I could see myself on your phone and it was distracting me. Oh, okay. Um, just to acknowledge that what you were saying was coming from a higher place. Yes. That you were in a good place and that you, ultimately what you were saying was this idea that like, I'm in the middle of the ocean I'm past the beach. Good job coming back to the topic. But I will say this, that we're going to verge away from the topic and then instead talk about what we realize there, which is something for relationships I think everyone should consider. You're all in a different place. Or like both of you are in a different place, whether it's not just us, it's any relationship. And Ash and I realized that 
a lot of times when you're in a very good place, uh, you can be more easily critical of everything going on without emotion. Oh yeah. That's, this was the best thing that came out of his mouth. Okay. So I created a not coffee brand. One of my products has caffeine in it. So I don't drink coffee anymore, but I still have some caffeine. Anyways, he, we, he showed me this video. This is after he's already thrown like six truth bombs out at me. So I'm already on high edge. Luckily I ate dinner. So my blood sugar was stable, but then he, he like, we, he shows this video to me and it's all about this guy talking about how horrible, not just coffee, but caffeine is, which by the way, I am aware of, trust me, I'm in the business of like non-caffeine and caffeine products that are healthier than the average, not coffee, right? That's my whole brand. And he was like, you need to quit caffeine. And I was just like, Another truth bomb just comes blasting in Ashley's stomach. Thank you. Well, (laughs) and and for me, I'm well aware of what a coffee and caffeine addict I was when I met you. And I I wasn't That's my favorite thing is the way that he was telling it was like, it felt like I was like the the, the, uh, ego self of me was like, I already know all this stuff. I know that I'm supposed to do it, but well, he was like the, one the that higher God me. that was like, but are you going to do it? Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so, cause you're definitely the one that got me off of caffeine. So first I will say I'm only off of caffeine because her <laughs> products are amazing that are non-caffeinated. And for me personally, I found that caffeine um, drove a lot of anxiety. I would feel yeah. I get social anxiety. So if I'm in situations I will have this irrational fear that it's unsafe. And it's just something I've had since high school that I just deal with. But um, quitting caffeine helped a lot. Today, I'm, I'm going to tell my version of this. Well, you so, were a Zen, you were like Zen I was Buddhist. in, really, I was in like, a really good place. Yeah. So, so I, I, it's not that I didn't have a work day, but I've had a lot of hard work days and today was not. Mm-hmm. And so around three o'clock, I looked at the clock and I'm like, I'm kind of done with what I have to do today. And I started really relaxing. I took a bath. I I was like listening to these, I'm listening to a book that's really exciting me. Um, and I just start thinking. And about a week ago, Ashley and I had had this conversation about what she was doing with Sunspice, specifically around your various Facebook groups, et cetera. And I'm completely off of Facebook besides these podcasts effectively. Sorry, I have to get more comfortable. And I'm off of social media. And so I have opinions about these things. Mm -hmm. And we had a disagreement where I was frankly kind of an ass. And I just was, whether I had valid things to say or not, doesn't matter. The way that I handled it was incorrect. And it stuck with me. And it stuck with me because I was like, I know the reason why I was so emotional about this, what you're pursuing with social media is because there's something there that I know is right that I have to say, but I have to figure out how to process that in a way that's not ego driven and about me telling you that I'm right. Mm-hmm. I know this and you should follow me. Well, uh, I hate to break it to any men who don't know this yet. That doesn't work with your wife. Like, uh, and it's not just my wife, it's any wife. So, <laughs> so, but, but it sat with me and today because I was in this good place of um, relaxation, I, I, I really started to reconsider it and I'm like, why am I here? And why am I there? And I was in such a good place that I just started. I was like, Oh my God, I figured it out. I figured out what I need to share with you. Mm-hmm. Right. That expresses my own oh, experience. Yeah, it was 100% genuine. You were, you were, you were coming from this lively place of like clarity and the clarity was just very clear. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it wasn't, And I think in my head, it wasn't attacking of what you were doing, but because you were having questions about what you were doing, it felt attacking. Well, no, it actually didn't feel attacking. Attacking would be the wrong word. It was just, um, you were, it was just, you know, I think it's, it's like anything. It's like, you've been, when, when you're feeling insecure about something and overwhelmed about something, you don't need someone to double down. And then you're like. So you're going in one direction and then someone's like, wait a minute, I've got like 50 other ways that will take you in this direction. So you need to hear them out like within like a, a 15 minute period of time, which is how my husband works, by the way. I, I was going to say, that's it's the other brilliant, thing that I'm different. Yeah. It's just like you, you get like 
20 thoughts within a span of minutes and you're like, I'm so impressed with your brain capacity, but my capacity to absorb all that in such a short amount of time is like, I got to sit in with that for a minute. Let me soak that in. And you might need, I might need a refresher. There is, there is a man who is recently come back around in my life. His name is Kevin Townsend uh-huh. and Kevin Townsend once sat me down and he's like, listen, you're really smart, but sometimes you talk and no one has any idea what you're talking about because they just started and you don't realize they just started and you're talking about point D and they haven't even started with point A. Yeah. And he's like, and if you can't figure it out, how to get them from point A to point D, yeah, it won't matter how smart you are. Yeah. No, you do that. You do that. It's it's something that I that I that I work on. But it's good. You know, it's it's actually it's not it's funny because a lot of people would look at you and be like, Oh my God, you're so smart. I feel really like insecure, you know. That That's which weird is, for me to even hear. Yeah, which is like the lower self mm-hmm. when they're with someone who has a high capacity and a high intelligence. The the person who's extremely insecure will be like, oh my God. You know, but for me, I'm just like, slow down, Ryan. <laughs> Back up for me and walk me through your your brilliant brain <laughs> uh, the, uh, in a way uh, that I can comprehend. Well, I, I will not self-efface because I'm appreciative that my wife thinks that I'm very smart because I know that it scores me points in bed. Which is actually the original show of this, which was Ryan and Ashley in Bed Edition. But now we just For those talk of you about... that are just watching and you're like, why are they, why did it turn into the bedroom talk? What's going on? Oh, whatever. Um, whatever. We were to... talking about... Getting, this was the first podcast where you've derailed our topic to talk about how smart you are. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> if you think this was like a long con to get you to admit that I'm smart, it was not. Okay. So we got derailed on our topic because what we instead started talking about was talking about the fact that we had a little scuffle. Um, about this topic. About this topic. But we can go back to it, which is a very important topic of Mm -hmm. the idea that to achieve anything, right? To cross any ocean, you have to lose track. (laughs) You're turning on the volume of us? I turned it down. I just wanted to see what's going on. In order to cross an ocean, you have to lose track of the shore. And that stuck with me when I heard that today. I thought it fit perfectly with Ashley's business because right now, you are in the midst of digging in and trying to figure out how to go from a, a little seed to a sapling, right? You're, you, you, you have these your roots that you're starting to grow, but you just, you're just starting to poke out. And so it's yeah. like, you want to be a tree. I'm like, can I blossom already? Come on now. Oh, I said tree. You went flower. That's oh, you said tree. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you went, you went more quickly pretty. I went like steady. Yeah. Like stick it in and then (laughs) stay for a while. (laughs) That's the difference between the masculine and the feminine is all, you know, you're, you're thinking about the the tree trunk and I'm thinking about the lotus flower. (laughs) That's interesting. The other way to say that is actually doesn't make sense. We just keep blossoming into so many different things. You're like, I'm just going to stay with one tree my whole life. Well, but if you think of it, well, essentially <laughs> men don't want to do that, right? We just want to get the flowers. Yeah. It's not me. Well, that's why we turn, women will turn into so many different versions for you. Which flower do you want? I'll just become that. You're giving me that now? What? I thought I, I thought I had to love your flower. <laughs> I didn't think I got to like choose its outfits. <laughs> I'm talking about goddesses. Honey. Now I think you've derailed it. <laughs> let's go back and let's talk about crossing an ocean. So to cross an ocean, you have to lose track of the shore. What I'm curious about this is how this pertains to the things we go through in life. Mm-hmm. And for both you and I, we've had moments and yours are much more dramatic than, than mine are, in my opinion. But we've both had moments where we kind of looked at what had happened to us and then said, how are we going to react to this? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then we went, well, F that we're going to do something great. 
in order to get to that greatness, you have to really let go of where you are. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think a lot of people lose track is letting go of the current state. You know, everyone can say, I'd love to be famous and rich and have all these things. But the, the truth of the matter is, is that you have to let go, get in the deep water. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about you and potentially traumatic things that you've had to let go of in order to be who you are today, which is, in my opinion, a pretty amazing person, a brilliant person. Yeah. I don't know. The way that you worded that is interesting because I, when I think of let go, like letting go of those traumas, Okay, that's probably, can I restate that? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so it's not letting go of the traumas, but what it is is letting go of this fear and pain Mm. that we react to trauma with and holds us in place. Right. Letting go of the thing that keeps you on the the beach. And you're just like, ah, if I could only get a boat and I want to cross that ocean. Mm -hmm. So what are... I'm curious about that process with you. Cause I know some of it, but I know that there's this gap between you 16, 17, 18, mm-hmm. you at 23, where this is where at 23, yeah. you start to become the woman that I then met yeah. with the child. And in this gap between that, like what was that process? Well, I think I was, I had the combination of like seeing seeing inspiration around me, but then living in an environment that was like very basic. Talk to me about that. So what is inspiration around you? Where are you living and, and why is that important? Uh, well, because I lived amongst a lot of wealth. Where? In Olympia. Okay. I, I didn't <laughs> know if you had already moved to LA, but like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So we're talking in high school. Yeah. In high school, we lived and we were caretakers for super wealthy people. So I had the inspiration of like, I can be whatever I want to be because I saw these people that had been very successful. And my attitude was like, why couldn't I do that too? And so I did have a little bit of that inspiration. And then, you know. Did you sleep on a couch? Yes, I did sleep on a couch for, for like a sustained period of time. Uh, I mean, like there were moments there'd be like a few years where I'd be sleeping on the couch, and then there like was a few point. years, like multiple years sleeping on a couch. Well, it'd be like it was a day bed that was out in the living room. But, but I, you're you're a sixteen year old, and you don't have a room. And yeah, you don't but, have a bed. I mean, come on. There's so many other kids. That, I'm not, like, I'm not saying like, there aren't not, other kids. I'm saying like the, that. This is not like a horrible, sad thing. I mean, this is. I mean, it's okay if it is to me. You don't have to think it is. I think that's sad. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I well, don't. Well, and it wasn't the whole time, right? I'm, okay. I reached a point when I was old enough, like, I think I was like 16 or 17, where then my mom and I kind of traded spots for a little while before I ended up moving out. So it's not ideal for your mom either. But but we, yeah, we lived in a one bedroom guest house because we were the caretakers. And this is why you ran away. Um, I mean, I think part of it is like when you're living in someone else's headquarters and they're not yours and you don't feel, you have to be very quiet and you can't have to be careful. Headquarters. It's very interesting you say headquarters because that's a statement that you saw this as like this business place and not someone's home. Yeah, I mean. And keep this in mind, (laughs) as we garner wealth, I want to make sure that no one will ever call where we live headquarters. (laughs) You know, it it means it didn't feel homey. It meant that it felt like a business. Yeah, it wasn't a home. It definitely wasn't a home. Okay. You know, to to me, a home was something that like, you know, you really, you would cultivate and it would be yours or you would at least bring your own, you know, okay, so you this run, is a much you deeper run, conversation. Run. We keep getting derailed off of like our. No, because this has to do with this idea of who you were and then who you became. You're very different than who you were. Right. Yeah. So, so there are triggers in my opinion both internally, like who you are as a person mm-hmm. and in your environment that drive you to just be like, oh, fuck it. I'm leaving this beach. 
right? And 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 I'm yeah, and I'm so, asking this on the podcast because it. we don't talk about it that much, right? So I had I saw inspiration because I lived amongst it, and I had this very intense reaction, which was that I'm way too intelligent, I am way too skilled um, to to be to be at that level. When I felt I felt like it was. It was a great experience because it was a humble sort of like place to sit in where you have to look and you have to see all this wealth and you have to recognize and make the decision that, am I going to hate that? Am I going to, um, just deny, deny myself that, or am I going to tell myself that if that's what I want, that I'm worthy of it. And so that was my first experience of like, Oh, that's what I want. Like I I see how intelligent these people are. I see how hardworking they are. And I I want something like that. Can I can but, I Oh, sorry. Well, I'm curious about whether or not let's say you live in a different environment. You have a bedroom that you get to cultivate all your own. You yeah. have your space. You're not working for these people. Do you think you're as inspired to get out of Dodge and go do your own thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily think, I think everyone's situation is different. I think my artistic sides may have been more developed. I think if I had a, I think if I had the sort of like nurturing home that said, do whatever you want and we'll support you, I would have totally ran with music and I would have dived, dove deep into the artistry of like, uh, performance and music and gone that direction. Well, this becomes a deeper conversation because then it's like, then it's effectively the statement is that you, you are a completely different person if given a different environment in high school. A hundred percent. Wow. Well, and I think, I, I think, I'll, I mean, so, yeah. so it, it will, in, in, I mean, there's such formative years, right. Where it's like, my stability was rocked. How many high schools? Um, I don't know. We counted one time. I think I, I, think, I, I think I purposely try to not remember. It's five. Yeah. Because I, my right. memory Does is that, that include it's... include college? I don't know. You call like college, like high school. I don't understand what South happened. Puget Sound Community College. Yeah, you went to I community went, college yeah. while you were in high school. Anyway. It's not not normal these days. Well, in Washington, I, it's okay. I, it, I didn't know that was the thing yeah. until I met you. I grew up in Massachusetts uh, and things were different. I'm sure they're not they anymore. They were very normal. Well, I am very normal. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, so I find it interesting to learn about how your experiences inspired this, from my perspective, just intensely independent, beautiful yeah, person, because I, mean, I love what I love about right. you is you just do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I mean that I wouldn't say that what I was talking about is actually. I mean, I would say that's one small puzzle to many things that ended up evolving into what became Ashley as this sort of warrior woman that wants to dominate everything she like wants, including to. her husband. But <laughs> you know, even when he's like, you know what, I'm so excited about what you're doing. You're, you're just looking at me like, not now. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell we're super sassy tonight, that's just how it is. I'm, I, yeah, that's fair. You're sassy tonight too. It's, we're both on the same sort of. But I'm at higher level sassy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at that beyond sassy. The beyond sassy? That third eye sassy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're going to laugh at yourself later when you watch this. I'm not going to watch this. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 um, let, let's go back though. So you decide. I not- love that when you come on the show, you just decide that you're going to be the interviewer when this is my show. You're just like, now let's back into that, Ashley. We're just going to make you <laughs> get real uncomfortable on your own show so the viewers can really get to know you, well, whether you want to. People are more interested in getting to know you than me who are watching this. I don't know so, about so that. So this is, this is like, this is my... I'm, okay, but here's the deal. If you want me to answer your questions, you got to let me like go all the way through because I, I feel like I haven't actually gotten to answer the first question which was around me and like where, like really why I am who I am. 
Well, I was piecemealing it out into multiple (laughs) questions to lead you down a path, but please talk. You wanted to take me down a very specific path? I'm self-serving and I have things I'd like to learn. But no, just... That you'd like to learn and you want the audience to learn. I mean, I'm taking them on an adventure. Okay. Remember, when I come on the show, I become the interviewer. Please continue. Talk about whatever you want. You can ask me questions. That's the other thing. I mean, you haven't really asked me any questions. I haven't even had an opportunity to. You've been asking all the questions. But I'm already in the place of receiving, so I will just continue down the road. Um, so 16 to 18 for me was intense. I had not the like normal, you like have your four bedroom house with your kids and family together. Do you need me to close this? Cause keep staring at it. Um, <laughs> and, and then in high school, I moved, yeah, I moved around. I had a, just a lot of instability, but a lot of part of it was sort of brought, I, I brought on myself. Because Dive in. I was. <laughs> going so I'm still learning how to be the interviewer. <laughs> I, I'm not an expert by any means. Um, <laughs> I can't even finish my topic on my question. Do, 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 do. I was literally on the podcast. No, I don't think we so. We just say goodnight. 16 to 18, tough times. You didn't have a traditional family life. Yeah. But the truth is, I'm fine, I'm happy, and everything is great now. Ryan, so let's talk about your high school I might experience. need to turn off the ice maker that just turned, oh, it turned It was off. just, it was. Okay, you want to talk about me? Yeah, um, because you actually brought up, you said you had anxiety when you were in high school. Yeah. But you didn't dive into why. Well, yeah, I mean, I. Because you had a very normal high school experience, or a very, not high school experience, but a very normal family life. I have a beautiful family life. Very traditional. Yeah. Very I, simple. We I were just talking about that early. Like your parents, not all meat and potatoes. Your mom would be like, no, don't No, Well, that. no, but She'd I, what it, I mean, it, no, come on. My mom's <laughs> not going to be offended. She's the best. So um, she is the best. In fact, what did I say earlier today about them? That you they them? are, um, like, yeah, but like simply sweet or something. Just, well, you were talking about the fact that well, okay. We were talking about how COVID, right? And there's all these rules and these rules about what you can do, which by the way, and I'll just say it, I think are stupid. I don't think the government should ever be able to say anything about how people celebrate their holidays. And because of that, uh, and you don't have to agree with me, uh, it makes me a little bit sour about the fact that we've been basically told like, you can't have Thanksgiving. You can't have Christmas, which to me, I'm like, I'll die for Christmas. Like genuinely, that sounds so ridiculous. No, I but, know, I know. My but, mom was like, I'll see you in the new year. And I'm like, hmm. Well, all righty. I grew up so that-, that It's that like these, you live for your family. These family yeah. experiences are the most important things. Yeah. And so the only reason I'm even bringing this up, which I know tons of people don't agree with, right? Is because I grew, was brought up that way. And my dad was like, Oh, there's rules about that. I don't care. Like, we'll take the risk. Like, come on over. And they live in New Hampshire. So we'd have to fly across the country. That's how much my parents just wanted us to come. They're like, come to Thanksgiving. I'm like, it's <laughs> not really supposed to fly right now. But uh, he's like, we'll take a chance. And yeah, what I what I said to Ashley, or I guess what we both kind of said at the same time was that that really tells you who they are and yeah. what they care about. Right. So having this very like normal relationship um, in the family unit and then having a really traumatic high school. Well, this is experience. kind of jumping the gun. Cause I don't even know if anyone who's watching this, if I've ever talked about that on this, have I talked about that? I don't think so. Uh, okay. So when I was in high school, I, um, I was pretty bad at shutting up. This is how I'll start this. Mm-hmm. So when people, I was kind of a nerdy kid a little bit. I was in like smart classes, whatever you want to say. And a lot of those kids would get picked on in my high school and most of them would just kind of take it and I wouldn't. And so I would. Can I tell that one story? Cause I find it hilarious. What? So imagine Ryan at like, what were you 16, 15, 15 or something? 16, yeah. yeah. Anyways. So there's like the football players and the football players, girlfriends and the football player says, 
you're gay. And he drops to his knees and says, I'll suck you right now. (laughs) And then all the girlfriends giggle. So he makes them laugh, which pisses off the the football players. Just to give you an idea. That's Ryan, which we're like, that's clever and funny. And I would giggle too. I definitely, as a teenager, realized that because I was like, now I'm six foot one, I'm 185. I'm a trained fighter. I'm like physically more of a man Mm -hmm. in in the traditional sense. Well, at 15, like I was a pretty late bloomer. So I wasn't like this formidable person. You just had your wit. Exactly. So I figured out the way I could get girls to like me, which was the only thing I cared about. Right. So when I'm doing that, I had realized that if I just make the boys feel uncomfortable and the girls see it, that that was a way to kind of fill my ego with feeling good about myself, right? Like they can call me whatever they want, but the second that I can go dance with their girlfriends, right? I'll feel good about myself. And it's an interesting lesson, right? Because neither of those are sort of optimal functioning humanity, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't wanna be a bully and you also don't wanna be someone who responds to the bully with like, if I can trick you into sounding like an idiot, well, then I'll feel good. It's still the selfish space yeah. and about pushing people down to make yourself feel better. Anyway, if you do that enough, uh, you're bound to get the shit kicked out of you. And um, that happened to me in a pretty big way. And one day I had a really traumatic experience where I was circled by, I don't know, 20 people. Uh, on the football field and and football couple, players, yeah, football players like the whole football team and one of the coaches and three different people took turns with me, uh, beating the shit out of me. And um, at the time, I was a junior. I was trying to get into college, and I hate. I already hated my school. I hated where I lived, and I had looked into like how can you ensure that you get into college. And one of the ways is no matter how good your grades are, if you have a bad record. If you get suspended a bunch, you just, you won't get scholarships. You won't get in, into these colleges. And my whole goal was get the F out of my town, right? Yeah. So I didn't swing back. Uh, and I just got the shit kicked out of me. My nose was broken in right. m- and your parents m- many ended up places. Call, did they call the cops? And so by and the end of it, like a whole thing. And yeah. then the, the cops, I, I mean, you're in a small town. The cops know the football players. They know the coaches. There's yeah, lots well, of like interrelations. So, I mean, I can walk through, it won't be that long, but basically by the end of this, I, I just recall putting my hand in my face and there's just blood on my hand. Like I was bloodied, like messed up. Uh, I had driven, I, I was 16 so I could drive. Um, and I drove back home. And the thing that, I'll, I'll always remember for the rest of my life is the second my mom saw me, she collapsed to the ground and started crying. My dad grabbed a bat and he wanted to go, I don't know, take someone out. And I, and I literally jumped on his leg and I stopped him. We call the cops, the cops come in, they take our report. The cops, it turns out the, the coach of the football team was friends with the police officer and they took my report and then I guess like delete, like threw it away. I don't, I don't know, but they went and then took another statement and then came back and called me a liar. And my dad almost got arrested that day because he was screaming at the cop to get out of our fucking house because the, the cop was accusing me of lying, was just like fabricating the story. And as I even tell it, it almost sounds fake. Yeah. And I even, I, I met, I, I, reconnected with a high school friend a few years ago. And I had this worry because you hear these stories about how memories are, the more you tell yourself a memory, right? The less it's connected to what really happened. And I'd always worried that I told myself this story that was less, that it was more dramatic than the real thing. And yeah. he validated, he even made me think it was like more extreme than I remember. But yeah, that is a long story, but it amounts to I had this interesting experience where I had very traumatic experiences in high school and a very strong family life. And as you tell your stories about like not having, having your room, the reason that matters to me is I remember how having my own room 
mm-hmm. where I would get a job and I bought surround sound and I bought all these movies and TV shows. And that's where I became a filmmaker. I would just sh- literally just shut myself in yeah, my room. Yeah, it's just a space to be creative. And- it's my sanctuary, yeah. right? Yeah. No one can hurt me here. First of all, my parents are here. My family's here. I'm safe. Second mm-hmm. of all, I don't need to listen to them. I've got <laughs> my TV because I saved up money and I got these things so that I could really craft the space. And frankly, I have trouble thinking about who I would have been or like what I would have done if I didn't have that space to myself. Yeah. And how did you deal with that? Not having space. I mean, you just kind of move. You, you, you You have to get creative. (laughs) I mean, yeah, maybe that was sort of like, if I can't have my space to like figure it out, then I'll try to get my space as soon as I can to figure it out. Well, and 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 part of it was this sort of, I mean, I think it's complicated when you don't feel understood, right? And you know that in a very, in a different way, you had the security of your family, but no one understood you in high school. And it, and I, I wasn't hated in high school by any means. I was very well known just because, well, I was always, I was moving to different schools. So everyone knew who I was, um, but they didn't really know who I was. Uh, and I don't think I really knew who I was. I just knew that I, I needed to figure it out and I didn't have the, I didn't have the, uh, the, um, do you think when we talk about this idea of leaving this beach to cross the ocean, Mm -hmm. do you think it's harder if the beach is really nice? Oh yeah. I mean, if, if it's like what, if you're raised with privilege to the nines and comfort, and I, I wouldn't and say cozy. privilege because privilege I think is misconstrued. People think it's money. I would oh, say right. it's more comfort. like comfort, like feeling yeah. safe. Yeah. Cause there's plenty it's of like people. like the padded room. Nothing bad will ever happen. And, and we know that yeah. there's plenty of people who are very wealthy, who have right. really traumatic experiences. Right. And, and both of our experiences, which we were talking about earlier, it's like we use we use those as fuel to our fire to keep going. And I feel like they, they both happened to us. We're very different, but our traumas were very similar in terms of how old we were. Mm -hmm. And so I think fundamentally it, it, you know, at that time period, because it is such a, do you think it connects us? Maybe a little bit. I mean, perhaps I've never thought about it. I don't know. I just, that's, it's just coming out of my mouth right now, but I, I feel like, um, you know, where we are emotional sort of development, they were in similar stages. So, and so, um, but this idea of like using it as fire versus becoming the victim. And that's when you decide to leave the beach. Yeah. You don't really have a choice. I feel like when something happens to you, and so at these like very fundamental stages in your life, you have to make a choice and you just, you know, for me, I feel like I feel so blessed that I had the, the will or the wisdom or the intuition, like whatever you want to call it, you know, something higher beyond myself kind of saying, you're going to be all right. You got to pick your, pick yourself up and keep, keep going. In fact, you better run. And that was my sort of reaction was to just keep running. What did you see? So like, and what I mean by that is, um, what did you picture on the other side of this trip? You're leaving your space. You, you, you moved to LA, mm-hmm. right? What did you see as this potential? What was the possibility that you believed in? Um, you know, I, th- it's funny. I didn't, like, I'm trying to think, I mean, it's a very vulnerable thing to say, right? To, to share. I think the biggest thing was that I knew I was something great. And everyone behind me was not, there was zero validation. And so I knew. Of that, of that potential? Yeah. In fact, there was, there was the opposite. There was like a hushing and a like, be quiet, just be normal. Just like stop drawing attention to yourself. And it just is not who I am and nor will ever be who I am. And I knew that I, you know, it's like, well, people in LA are like, 
there's lots of great people there. So I will, I'll, well, I'll there's certainly a lot of people who want attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and I mean that, I mean, that version of myself will come out in different ways. It, it can come out in, in unhealthy like ways. A podcast. And, That's not unhealthy, but I mean like, like, no, you, I wouldn't start my own podcast in the same way you would. Yeah. You you like attention more than I do, more than the average person. But yeah, that isn't a bad like thing. You like just being behind the camera, filming it and watching it, and but creating I it. I recognize the value of the performer. I also recognize that it's scary for me, so I like to put myself in that situation. Mm. Okay, so you see the potential to. Are you more interested in achieving that greatness? or being validated by the surrounding seeing the greatness, right? Like, like is, is in your mind, well, I'm there. I know I'm great. I just need to go somewhere where other people are, are, are keyed into this. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think as you, as you grow and mature through life, like what you think, like your passion and your dream and your vision, it will start out at one thing and maybe your reason behind it is more ego-based. But as it grows and matures, you realize, well, no, like the truth is still there, but maybe the, um, you know, the passion is still there and the vision is still there. And maybe it's just molding into different Like forms. when you get pregnant. You know, um, no, I wasn't thinking about that. No, but I, I'm, I, I, I am. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, like I moved to LA and I, I my, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to do, I'm going to dance, you know? Okay. Like, I don't think you've ever said that to me. Oh, well, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't talk about every, I mean, I, I'm moving to LA. I'm like, I'm going to dance. I'm going to be a performer. I want to sing and I love, and I love health and nutrition. So I'm like in the perfect place. And so, yeah, when I get pregnant with Eli, it's like, okay, I'm not going to go dance and perform when I have a big fat belly. I guess I'm going to move the nutrition route, which was a perfect thing to do because, you know, it's, that's, it's a very important thing to be, you know, know so, about health and nutrition if you're going to be making so a why baby. So do, why don't you quit? I mean, because because the thing that I, I think about often. Why don't I quit anything or sorry? Well, just I'm just hear me out on this. So you hear these. I remember there was this, this documentary that came out called, I think it was literally called Bully. There's about bullying and how bad it is, right? And, I, and you know me, I have a lot of opinions on bullying. I was heavily bullied as a kid, right? But to me... The situation is that the bullying kind of sort of inspired me or at least like excited me to continue, right? And I was just curious. Oh, yeah. I mean, you want to make sure, like, I'm guessing the question that you're asking has to do with like all those hard things that happened to me and how I viewed them and what like... What kept you going, right? So you go, you go to LA, you get pregnant. You have this vision of, I don't know. I think I secretly, I think, pop star. I think secretly, I think secretly deep down when someone tells me I can't do something or when someone treats me horribly, um, you know, anything, I think anything negative that happens to me in my life, it's like, there's this like switch in me. That's yeah. like, motherfucker, I'll show you. I think this is why we're and married. That, yeah. <laughs> and, and it, you know, it's not the greatest thing to have, you know, it's not like, this she easy, does it to me too. it's not this easy <laughs> path to take where you're just like, yeah, let's just follow the rules and like have a sweet, blissful, wonderful life. It's like, no, 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 no. Like I'm great. And, and, and yes, that is, that is a thing of the ego, but it also is just for me, it's a truth. What's well, a desire to and pursue I've, that, right? You're, you're not saying that you're. Well, You're a think- finished product, right? That's <laughs> just like, and I'm great. And now you get me. It's more like you know the potential you have. You know that the potential requires d- being disobedient sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it takes a lot of discipline and it takes a lot of hard work and it takes the ability to to break the rules. Well, and when people, I don't know anyone that's great that didn't break rules. Well, and in in going back to the pregnancy thing, right? So. You're on the beach. We're talking about crossing this ocean, right? Don't know. For no, people no, no, no. who are, are just chopping on when he's talking about the beach, 
Okay, we're, we're talking about uh, a quote, which is, in order to cross an ocean, you have to lose sight of the shore. And we're using this as sort of a through line through this conversation about hardship and how to react to it. My wife has had a lot of interesting hardship, in my opinion. I don't know if she defined it as hardship. She may not like me saying that. But the point is that she always points herself across an ocean, no matter how much other people say not to. Getting back to the fact that you're 19, you're pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone is telling you to have an abortion, mm -hmm. right? Well, that is, if everyone's telling you it's okay, right? To do this thing that many people would tell you is okay, even if no one wanted you to, mm -hmm. right? Most people would say, you know, you're young, you got all this potential. Yeah. And yet you were just like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to have this baby. And that to me, obviously now is Eli's dad. I'm, I'm so fucking grateful. I'm beyond grateful that you made that choice. Right. But it doesn't seem like the intuitive choice. Oh, that's funny. It was very intuitive it's for an, me. Well, and, and you get it my point so though, right? Like the, yeah. the intuitive I mean, choice is again, to me again, to it comes to back to, I think everything in my life. And I feel like this is, you know, I think everyone at their core, when they stop listening to all the external influences, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's easier to just come to your truth. And for me, my truth was like, that's extremely unintuitive to make a decision like that. Like for me, my truth was like, this is, this is, this is your path. This is what you were handed. You will take responsibility and you will move forward. For me, that was my truth. And I, and I don't veer, I really don't veer my, off my like, truth very often. My insides curdle when I hear the term my truth. Oh, that's interesting. Ugh. it just, it sounds so simple because you know, then I'm just like, well, my truth is that all these things that are bullshit are true, right? Like it's, well, you're I mean, talking um, about something beautiful. And what I would actually push for you to say is it's the truth that it's more beautiful that you took on difficulty, in my opinion. Well, thank you. And I don't think yeah. you need to say well, it was my truth that I chose. It's like, no, no, no. It's, it's the truth that choosing the harder path is a more beautiful pursuit. It doesn't mean that it's wrong to choose an easier path, but it's certainly a harder path to take on being a single parent at 19 yeah. when you got a bodacious body and opportunity to like dance and shake your goodies, <laughs> right? Like, you yeah. know, it, it, and instead be like, I'm just gonna have a belly before people expect it and, uh, you know, yeah. figure out how to make sure that I tighten that back up, which you did, but. <laughs> The, the point is that I, I, I personally am like allergic to that. And I, I would, I want to make sure you that mean, I say. You, you mean this concept of my truth? Yeah, I hate it. I know. I don't think my truth exists. I think truth exists. And I think some people are, I think everyone's in pursuit of a real truth and almost no one knows it on every path, right? But if we just say, oh, that's my truth, that stops us. The second that you're like, oh, it's my truth that this is the right thing. Not only does no one have okay, to learn so, from you. Yeah, I mean, it's, we can just say my path. Yeah. Because but, my, my, my journey in life is very different than anyone else's. It's my like unique journey. But I will push this back on you. And I will say that, that you do a disservice to, let's say there's a young woman who's making a choice. Mm-hmm. You, I think it's a bit of a disservice to be like, it's my path. I chose it like this. I would say that, you know, in your heart, based on everything we've talked about, that it was a beautiful decision, right? Sure. An amazing thing. Yeah. Own it. It right. was harder. It was beautiful. I, I feel like I own it. I'm just saying my truth's bullshit. There's no my truth. The truth is you did something beautiful. Yeah. And the truth is, it is, it is not easy to, to leave the beach. It is. Oh yeah. This it is, is the figurative and literal beach in your life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is not easy to leave the beach, but once you're out there 
and where, you know, and, and you're in the water and you're swimming, you realize how wonderful it feels and that oh, it's interesting. You're in the water though, right? Now, it's like being in the excited. womb. <laughs> well, but once you're in the water, you lose track, you, you lose track of the beach. You lose sight of it. You can't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. You also can't see the end of the ocean. And this is actually what inspired me to talk about this. Cause I feel like you're kind of there right now with business in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. You don't know which the way beach to turn. Is, yeah, the beach is gone. And I'm like, where the hell is the next island? What does that feel like? <laughs> uh, it's uncomfortable. It's exciting. It can be a kind of depressing at times, especially when you don't have clarity. Um, but, but I know that like I, sh- I show up every day and I work. And I know these tiny little steps that I make. I know that th- they're getting me closer to whatever the next thing will be or what, wherever that little island spot is where I can rest for a minute and, and enjoy, enjoy a little break on that beach. She's in a much better attitude right now than she was a few hours ago. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. Shall we, shall we close out? It's been a minute. She just wants to close out. Yeah, sure. It is 10 o'clock at night on a Monday night. Thank you all for watching. It's been lovely. You should buy some Sunspice. <laughs> buy some products. Sunspice.co. Uh, it's genuinely changed my life. I'm very biased. This is my wife. She I, made it. Yeah, we actually, this is, it's funny. We were arguing and part of it was you being like. You got to pitch your product. <laughs> it's literally changed my life. I quit. I quit caffeine. My I, okay. How much lower is my anxiety? Your your anxiety's lower. Your energy's higher. Yeah. Your libido's higher. Woo woo. Um, your muscle re- retention looks seems higher. You I have some more. You, yeah. You, yeah. Okay. So her products are overall, bananas. Yeah. They're great. Herbs. Whether it's the products or just having the ritual of something that's in, intentional, I think uh, you're downplaying your products. Yes, I my always, products are good. I did. A, there's a lot of research on them as far as them being. I've always had the ritual in the morning valid. of some sort of drink, and it was coffee for a very long time. And now it is spice. I usually start with a root. It wakes me up with this like cayenne kick with some chocolate. It does wonders for me. I'm no longer on caffeine. I'm about six months to no caffeine. And previously I was four cups a day coffee easy and for a decade plus. If you haven't tried it and you listen to this this far, go to sunspice.co slash shop, purchase something. She, the hard pitch for her is a bit tough. It's so goddamn good. You'll enjoy it. I promise you. Good night. Good night.